Hello, this is Headbenders in Charge. I'm Mackenzie. I'm Courtney. And today, we'll be continuing on with The Binger Games. Last episode, we discussed our first show, Friends from College. And now it's time to discuss our second show, Search Party. Yes, yeah, Search Party was a show that I was really excited about. It was my pick. Um, I think what really enticed me about this show was the fact that there's like the suspense and mystery aspect to it, which I thought was very interesting for a sitcom. And I was wondering how that was going to play in the fact that they're looking for a missing person, but it's also supposed to be like funny, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I remember you saying you thought you might have found your uh, sweet spot, a little bit of mystery, some comedy. So, uh, curious to see what you thought of it i guess we will have to find out but we watched the entire first season so if you haven't seen the entire first season of search party uh now is your time to pause the podcast kens go ahead and hit that spoiler alert button all right let's let's jump right into it starts off with Dory seeing the poster for Chantel being missing. And she recognizes the girl. And it's just an acquaintance that she knew in college. Mm-hmm. And she quickly became obsessed. She did. Yes. Um, yeah, she went back and told her friends about it. And she was very persistent with... The fact that she wanted to look into it and she wanted to know what happened. And her friends did not seem to care. <laughs> yeah, she was kind of hyper fixated on it, honestly. Um, if you ask her, her ex-boyfriend Julian, he'll say that she has uh, nothing going on in her own life. So this was interesting for her. Um, yeah. and Which kind of checks out, I think. That's what I was going to say. It It seems like she's very disappointed with how her life is going and she doesn't really she doesn't have any major accomplishments in her life thus far and she needed something to to focus on and she wanted to accomplish something so this is something she thought she could do definitely and it almost seems to me and maybe I'm wrong um but it seems like So this is one of those shows where the main characters are, like, not actually the greatest group of people. Kind of reminds me of, uh, what's that other one we watched? Uh, With the family that was rich and then they bought the town. Schitt's Creek? Yes. Thank you. Reminds me of Schitt's Creek a little bit where, you know, they're rich and spoiled. So you're like, I'm not really supposed to like them. All of these characters are kind of, like, self-centered and, like, only care about themselves. But Dory, I think, is a little nicer of the bunch. She's got a little bit of a, I actually care about other people a little bit. And I think that's what's kind of pulling her in that direction. Um, Is it though? Does she actually care? Or is she just trying to do something for herself? I don't know. That's the big question. I'm glad you said that though, because now now that you said that, the Elliot and the the girlfriend 
kind of remind me of the brother and sister from Porsche. Yeah, Portia. I couldn't think of her name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all that's that's the same energy. I was feeling that energy um a lot when I was watching. Um but yeah, I think I don't want to, you know, jump all the way to the end, but I will say Dory's reaction at the end when things didn't exactly turn out the way that she wanted them to uh might have been a little telling to that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we'll get there. Maybe it was just about her figuring it out and being able to solve it and being able to accomplish something and less about actually finding Chantal. Yeah, she was so focused on figuring out what was wrong and what happened and she I don't want to jump to the end, but she was disappointed that it was nothing, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, let's go back closer towards the beginning. Uh, at the end of the first episode, Dory actually sees Chantel, or who she thinks is Chantel. We don't know for sure at that point. Chantal. Whatever. Chantal. Thank you. My fancy? Yeah. You gotta put uh, your pinky put up when you say up. it. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. Um, she saw her at the Chinese restaurant. Bum, bum, bum. Nothing... You know, I got to be honest, it took me probably like five or six episodes to get a little bit interested. <laughs> I will agree with you. I I did think that, you know, they did a pretty decent job planting the seed at the end of the first episode. Like, holy shit, Chantel's alive. I was like, could have guessed that, but okay. Like, you know, they gave us something. And then I agree, there was four or five or maybe even six episodes where I was kind of like, all right, where are we going here? When is this going to pick up the pace? Yeah, because like episode two was when Dory went to the police station and tried to tell them that she saw Chantal. Chantal and then she met the crazy woman. Lorraine. Yes. Um, yeah. And even though like that sounds exciting, it wasn't as exciting to me. It didn't. I don't know. Didn't do nothing for me. Yeah. I agree. I do think that it helps set up the very end, but again, yes. we'll get back to that. Yeah. Um, and then the third episode, we got to the vigil, which was very weird. Yeah. And Dory going in her room and putting on the sweater. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. It was like a little bit of an identity crisis moment there. A little bit of like... uh Wanting to live in somebody else's life, which is weird because she's missing. So Right. Maybe she liked all the attention she's getting. I'm not sure. That's what I was thinking. Like, wow, I wish somebody, you know, everyone was thinking about me and remembering me in college. Which is yeah. kind of dark and twisty. It's kind of messed up. Very dark and twisty. Um, then we went into the storyline with Gavin where he came over to the apartment. Yeah. That was also very weird. Agreed. Another weird episode, but they had a lead because Dory found a sonogram mm-hmm. in her childhood bedroom, in Chantal's childhood bedroom. So they thought Gavin might be the father or know who the father is. Right. Which they did end up uncovering at the dinner episode that she was cheating on Gavin. Correct. So the dinner was not a waste. They thought maybe it was with uh, Nanny Daddy. Nanny Daddy. 
who was hitting on Portia at the vigil. Married, kids, Chantal used a nanny for him. Very easily could have been him. Then Drew saw him on the bus or the train taking pictures up women's skirts. I was glad he followed him, though. Me too. Although he only got so far, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, for me, it didn't start getting interesting until Keith got involved. Mm-hmm. The private investigator. Mm-hmm. That's when it started getting a little more interesting, because then that's when they found the cult and all that. Yeah. Which was kind of weird. Very weird. And, like, the thing is, like, all this weird crap happened, but... In the end, none of it had really anything to do with anything. Right. Which was like, that was the big joke. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think it was kind of a satire in that way. Ooh, fancy words. Yeah, I know. Well, well, I'll save it for when we talk about the last episode. Remind me to bring back satire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And speaking of Keith, we had the episode where they go back to the cult to dig through their trash because they thought there might be a clue there. Mm-hmm. And Dory and Keith sift through all the trash together and they find a check from the real estate agency that Lorraine said that she worked at where she was the head realtor. Right. And then another plot twist, Dory and Keith sleep together. Mm. Gross. Right after, I know, right after Drew denies a pass from the sexy dancing neighbor upstairs. It's like, I don't know. How do you feel about Drew? I don't like him. I don't like him, but he has his moments where I'm like, oh, okay. He's not bad. That's like, I feel like, honestly, of the four of them, he's the the nicest person. Like, he's the the most good person, if that's the way, even the way to say it. I don't know. But for some reason, I just, I don't like him. Yeah. that's Something about him just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, well, he's, it seems like he's a very spoon-fed, like, he relies on other people kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, I get that. And it's very obvious that him and Dory, like, aren't in love, which is kind of annoying because you're, you're not really rooting for them. Yeah. You know? I mean, did I still feel like that was shitty of Dory to do? Absolutely. And I had, I think Keith was weird from the start. I don't know why she was, I don't know, but whatever. It's your prerogative, girl. Sleep with who you want. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't like that she did that to Drew and then her and Elliot came up with the whole lie about the museum and lied to him. Mm-hmm. Which I think that's pretty crappy, especially like from Elliot's point of view, like he's friends with both of them and to just lie to his other friend. I don't know. I agree. Well, we all know Elliot has his history of lying. We found out that his entire um, water producing business is based off of... Uh, you know, his, him overcoming having childhood cancer, and then we find out that he lied about having childhood cancer. Yeah, that's messed up. It's fucked up. That's messed up. Dude, but then when um, Portia confronted him about it, I was like, yeah, 
my dad died of cancer, all this stuff. And then at the end, she was like, how would you feel if I told you that was all fake? I was like, wait, is it fake or is it real? I know. That was <laughs> Did her dad die of cancer? I'm so I confused. I know. It's one of those moments where, you know, she made him feel bad for what he did. So, like, she got her point across. But then at the end, I was left going, wait, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but then at the end, at the, like that, around that time, that's when Dory saw the video of, was it Angela, the girl from, that works at the zoo? Angela Cho. And so, yes. So then we went, they went and talked to her and Angela knew where Chantal was. And she was going to tell them for $5,000. Yep. That's when the- so then the the friend group kind of split up. This was the first time, in my opinion, that the episode like actually felt real sitcommy. You know, I think because it probably reminded me of like episodes of Friends, where like sometimes, you know, Monica and Rachel are off doing one thing, while you know Joey and Ross are off doing something else, and you know Phoebe and Chandler are doing. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Sometimes they're split off doing their own thing. That's how they kind of structured all of the Friends episodes. There's usually one main storyline and then two subplots. Right. Going on all in the same episode. Right. And I kind of I kind of liked that that, you know, um Elliot and Dory went off to try to get the $5,000 from Chantal's parents and Portia and Drew were like, "No, I think we're going to have better luck with Nanny Daddy." Yeah. Um, and when they went to confront the parents, that's when they found out that Keith wasn't working with the family. They did not hire a private investigator. That's when I was like, ooh. Yeah, shit got interesting. It only took nine episodes, but it got there. (laughs) Right, exactly. Exactly. See, Um, this is why we have to watch the whole season, not just the first couple episodes. I agree with you, Ken. That's why we're doing it. That's why the Binger games have improved. All right. Shall we talk about the the finale now? Let's do it. The gang heads off to Montreal. They trick they trick Keith, and you know Dory tells him that oh we we heard she's in Miami. Get some plane tickets. Whatever. They head up to Montreal. Drew finds out that Dory lied. Mm-hmm. And cheated on him. Sleeping bag, come on. <laughs> All over a sleeping bag. Um, they. I thought it was funny when um, Portia met that guy, Matthew. Matthew. <laughs> Matthew. Um, I don't know. It was just so random in the middle of what they were doing. It. Uh, it again. It comes back in the end. They made their way to a house where they think. Chantal is hiding out. They see the bowls on the floor, which is a tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... No one's home. Yeah, no one's home. Drew and Portia leave. No one's home. And Portia decides she's gonna go get drinks with Matthew. And Drew drives her there. And so it's just Elliot and Dory... But Elliot gets a call from his agent, and then that leaves Dory alone in the house, waiting for Chantal. Yep. But? 
And you know she can't sit still, so she goes upstairs and starts digging in the backpack, and then, boom, there's a bang on the door. This is when it gets real intense. Here comes Keithy, boy. Here comes Keith knocking down the door. And he comes in, he comes in and starts yelling for Chantal. Right? That threw me off. So how does, how did he get there? And how did he know? I don't know. Maybe he was tracking Dory's phone. Yeah, but why was he calling Chantal? I don't know. Like, wouldn't he be looking for Dory? I think, and we're going to jump to the end here a little bit. You know, we find out at the very end that Keith was not a PI, but he was looking for Chantal because he wanted the $250,000 reward, right? Right. So I think that he thought Dory wanted to find her first to keep the reward for for herself. Mm. And so that's why he tracked her phone and was like, uh-uh, I'm going to find her first and start screaming for Chantal. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But obviously we don't find that out till the end. Yeah. We didn't know that at the time. Right. At the time, I'm like, why the hell is he screaming for Chantal? Is he in on this? I thought maybe he was helping Chantal hide out or something. I don't know. Yeah, and he was just trying to get Dory off the tracks or something. Mm-hmm. But after some altercations... One of them involved a taser. Dory tased Keith, and then Keith was getting pretty aggressive. Yeah. Um, I mean, in his defense, he did just get tased. <laughs> that's true. Very true. But, um, yeah, he's, he was, what, like, almost strangling her or something? Yeah. He was on top of her, like, holding her down, so. Mm-hmm. And then here comes Drew to save the day. Whacked him. <laughs> Killed her husband. Whacked him. Yeah. Right on the back of the head with a with a vase or a vase or some kind of statue. I don't know. Yep. And then it reminded me of uh, how to get away with murder. They just whacked it with the trophy. Yep. And then they don't have much time because here comes Portia. Portia's yelling, Dory, I found Chantal. <laughs> Drew's like, I'm naked. Don't come in here. <laughs> naked in the kitchen. Um, so they hide the body quickly, clean up the blood quickly and messily. and Miss some on her head. Definitely. Or some on Dory's forehead. Yep. And then uh, Chantal is alive. Unfazed. Unfazed. And then we find out the truth. Even though Dory thought she knew the truth. Mm-hmm. Dory swore that Keith pushed Lorraine in front of the train, because Lorraine is dead, in her search for uh, Chantal, because he works for the cult, the weird pregnancy cult, and he's the one that because got her pregnant. Father. And he, yeah, he is the father, and... I don't know, I guess maybe they thought Chantal didn't want the baby, and so now he's after her to get the baby and make sure she fulfills her cult duty of having this baby. And Dory had it all figured out. Except she was wrong about everything. Absolutely everything. <laughs> Keith was just some random guy <laughs> that wanted right, money. Who saw a $250,000 reward and was like, hell yeah, sign me up. Right. Which, honestly, same. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I mean, they showed Lorraine jumped in front of the train herself. Yep. The cult thing only came into play because that's where Chantel's sister bought the necklaces for her bridesmaids. Has nothing to do with the cult. She just happened to buy her necklaces at that store. Mm -hmm. The sister's the one that's pregnant. Chantal's not even pregnant. Mm -hmm. And basically, the only drama is Chantal was cheating on Gavin. With, with some random person. A married man named Farley. Yep. And the married man named Farley would not leave his family and children for Chantal. So she got upset and ran away. Yep. And she accidentally cut her hand and that's why there's blood on the sweater. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. And to go back off of what I was going to start saying earlier, that's where like the satire comes in. It's like they're making fun of, you know, like these mystery shows that we watch and we sit there and we believe that these everyday regular citizens can follow all these clues and solve the mystery, you know, like friggin' like Riverdale or something. Mm -hmm. And these kids put together all the pieces and solve the mystery and it's like... It kind of gives you that vibe and then they're like, no, it, that's not, it was not that intense. It was just, she left. It was that simple. Yeah. But you can see like how obsessive Dory was at the end there. She was like, but what are you running from? What happened? Something had to happen. Like, I was like, no, nah, running from myself. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You could oh tell Dory was really too involved, too invested and she needed it's like, it to work to feel better about herself. Yes. Which is not good. Whereas I think Portia obviously, or not obviously, sorry. I think I think Portia actually had like the best, most genuine reaction. It was like, oh, look, Chantal is okay. Isn't that great? Like, yeah. when you hear her story, it's so sad. And like, I don't know, like that's how you're supposed to be when you find someone that's missing you're supposed to be empathetic and understanding and dory's like no no that's not how it happened no what about keith and what about this person what about that and yeah she's like yeah. who's keith what are you talking about yeah and i will say episode one when dory was talking about chantal i said that she ran away that was my guess but it was because she like is a writer and like studied writing in school or something i thought her and her publicist planned it so that her books would sell or something that was my uh prediction mm. but i was right that she ran away yeah just wrong for the reasons i missed all the drama with the baby uh baby and the well i guess the baby that's not really a baby and that husband and with kids and all that mess but yeah so, I mean, and then it, it ends with them walking by and you can see the blood coming out of the closet door from Keith's head. So I guess I'm assuming season two is going to be them trying to get away with murder. Yeah, season two is going to be the how to get away with murder satire. I was just going to say, season one was making fun of Riverdale. Season two is going to make fun of how to get away with murder. There you go. It's like when they do those uh those satire like scary movies and stuff. <laughs> mhm. Mm and like not another teen movie and you know. 
but it's a TV show. The Hunger Games spoof. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that is season one of Search Party. Yeah, before we um, get into talking about the scorecard, we're going to continue with our analysis of a sitcom construction and see if uh, Search Party follows the same uh, formula that most sitcoms follow, which it may not because it is a, a different type of sitcom. So, as we discussed in the last episode, I found this meme of sorts that describes the five types of characters in a sitcom, and we've been uh, going through to see if each of these sitcoms in the Binger games follow this. So, first up, we got a hopeless romantic looking for love. I mean, to me, there's not, like, an obvious answer, but, like, a stretch would be, like, Drew, he's trying to make it work with Dory and, you know, his college sweetheart, all that. Yeah, I would agree with that. If we had to pick a hopeless romantic looking for love, I mean, yeah, it's got to be Drew. That's that's the only thing I could think of. Hot female lead? Portia. Portia. Pretty obvious. Wifey, wifey material? Lead. Eh. That's a stretch. <laughs> I know. I think they make Dory out to be the main character, which to me means that there might be some growth in store for her. So maybe she kind of molds into a better person, mm-hmm. a.k.a. a more wifey material lead. Especially with her like being in a quote-unquote stable relationship. Like, I think... She maybe loosely follows that structure, but yeah, it's a stretch. Friend or friends with absurd and weird ideas. I mean, I think Dory. It's got to be Elliot or Elliot and uh, both. I mean, Dory making them do all this crap. That's true. But definitely, I would agree with Elliot. Yeah, I feel like he's there. He's kind of the um the the oddball in that sense like he's there strictly for the comedy almost very you know he plays this very flamboyant character and you know I don't understand when straight people fight like (laughs) I thought that was funny (laughs) but yeah he's kind of the the different perspective of the group we'll put it that way and then the wholesome and cute softy yeah I mean, we're out of main characters, really, but if we pull in Julian? Yeah. I mean, I guess oh, you can double up, I guess, but I don't even know if any of the main characters would fit that. No. I don't. I think this might be a sitcom that doesn't follow the formula. I would agree with that, Kenz. It's, it's tough. And maybe that's what this... Uh, sitcom is missing a little bit. Maybe they needed that fifth character. Maybe they... they sh- they should have followed this. They should have, and then maybe it would have been a little better. Which, by the way, I want you to know that I did my homework mm. and looked up the definition. Not the definition, but like where sitcom came from. Okay. And we did we did mention it. It's derived from the word situation comedy. And it's a popular format 
of entertainment that entangles a regular cast of characters in a sequence of episodes which mainly take place in the same location. So that's what makes it a sitcom. So like Friends, New York. And then just you know, different and like situations. The, and the coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah, different situations that take place in this one location. And it's funny. Okay. So there's our definition of uh, sit calm. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Now we can more accurately um, determine whether these sitcoms are true to genre in the future. Yes, ma'am. Um, should we discuss the scorecard? Yeah, let's do it. Um, we'll just start at the top here with visual appeal. Um, I think everything looked good. You know, everything looked the way it was supposed to look. And I mean, there was a little bit of special effects with uh, um, blood at the end. And um, I mean, there was train station scenes. There was cult pregnancy scenes. So, you know, I think everything looked pretty good. I agree. I think everything looked how it was supposed to look. There's not anything... Super crazy, special effects-wise, uh, you know, that caught my eye, but everything looked good. Agreed. True to genre. This is where it gets tricky. What did you think? Well, there were situations that all took place in the same general <laughs> area. I will say that. Um, and yeah, it didn't I, give me the sitcom vibes, though. I don't know. Yeah, I feel that. It did feel like, and maybe it's because the characters are kind of uh, written to be a little self-centered. They didn't feel as connected, you know? Yeah. Like, they almost felt like, this Elliot in particular felt like, well, I have no one else to hang out with, I guess I'll call Dory, you know? Like, I don't know if that makes sense. I mean, him and Portia, I think, are very obviously, like, connected at the hip. But I think they only hang out with the other two out of sheer boredom. Like, I don't see what connects them as friends. They don't seem like a friend group. Right. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. I think so. it was lacking the humor for me. Like, I don't remember any specific scene that made me laugh. Mm. Which I think is telling. Mm-hmm. It's fair. I did laugh a couple times. It gave me a, a couple chuckles, but that's about it. And I did, you know, appreciate the, the satire of all of it, you know? Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought the uh, the end was kind of funny that Dory was completely wrong. <laughs> but Yeah, that was kind of funny. That was just like the overarch of like the story. It wasn't anything, any of the specific content that made it, me laugh. Yeah, I got you. Makes sense. Likeable characters. Do they have depth? Mm, I think, honestly, my my favorite character is probably Julian. <laughs> but I like him a lot, but I, he's way too good for Dory. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't really like any of the main four. I think, as we talked about, like Drew had some glimpses of being a good person he's probably like the most normal out of all of them but I did kind of like 
Portia's storyline where we got to see with her mother because mm-hmm. she's seen as like this very like self-absorbed person but then when she's with her mom you see all of her insecurity come out which is probably why she acts the way she does around other people um, right so that that gave me some depth I agree with that and we almost got a little bit more there when she gave that story about her dad but then again we don't know if that's true or not I hope um, that it is just <laughs> for her sake well, well not, not for, for her sake you know what I mean <laughs> I know what you mean I don't want somebody else to lie about cancer yeah I mean to be fair I think in that situation she would only be doing it to Elliot to, to prove, prove a, a point, point you know not telling the whole world to make profits off of them like uh Elliot did but that's kind of a, a tough one to come back from, Elliot. Um, Very true. But I do, I felt just a little for Dory um, in terms of, like, I knew that she was right about seeing um, Chantal and the fact that nobody else believed her kind of made me want her to prove people wrong. You know? But Again, her character development, I think, took a left turn when she slept with Keith. But, you know. Yep. There was a little bit there. That's all I'm saying. Just a little. Not a lot. A little tiny bit. Yep. Um, acting. Um, there was a couple scenes, like, especially at the end with Dory. And she's, you know, kind of unhinged because of realizing Chantel's fine um I thought that was that was good you could tell how obsessed she was and upset um and then even something that sticks out to me in terms of acting is the whole thing with Gavin I thought he he was a really good actor yeah he kind of had that scene where he was kind of unraveling a little bit and that was pretty good when he came over for dinner I'm with you there yep and then all of the uh Lorraine stuff I think was good Agreed. But other than that, like from the main cast, it just seemed kind of average. Yeah. There was also no like big moments really, to be honest. Yeah. Other than like, I guess when Dory confronted the mother, that would have been considered like a big moment, but her reaction wasn't even anything worth mentioning. Yeah. We did kind of touch on this already during our analysis, but character chemistry. Yeah, we have a, uh, you know, how how are the group together? Like we said, I they didn't seem like a organic group of friends. I don't know. Didn't seem very real. They really or like didn't. a deep friendship. No, and there was no chemistry between Dory and Drew, but I guess that's how it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Because that does get brought into the storyline later that like when the neighbor's like, oh, what do you even like about your girlfriend or whatever? And he's like, oh, we've been good friends for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, so you guys don't sleep together. Like it's hinted right there that there's no passion between them and that's how it's supposed to be. So I guess that's good acting because they're not supposed to be <laughs> feeling passion towards each other. They're just two friends that stayed in a relationship for too long. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have any ships, even Elliot with his sort of boyfriend. I wasn't really feeling that either, so there's there's nothing there for me. No. 
no no potential ships, which kind of sucks in a sitcom. You always want to have somebody to root for. Yeah. I think that drives a lot of shows, the big uh, ship. Well, that's because we're, we're missing that wholesome and cute softy because we would be wanting someone for the wholesome and cute softy. Right. Which, again, I think it, it might be Julian if we count him, but I don't want him with any of these other idiots. <laughs> no. He needs you know? to stay away. He needs his own spin-off. Yeah. He needs his own show. Um, in- interesting slash bingeability. It's tough to say because, again, it took... It was a long build-up. It took too long, in my opinion. Like, if, if we weren't forced to watch the whole first season... I don't know if I would have just watched the first few. I don't know if I would have kept watching it. Right. Yeah. The the want to know what happened to Chantal was not strong enough. No, it's. I think it's because we didn't really know Chantal. Right. Yeah, we knew nothing about her. We had no connection with her. Nothing to really. And again, no connection with the characters. Like I said, there was that little bit of pull for like, oh, I want Dory to be right, but it was not strong enough. Yeah, we were not invested. Not invested. So. I gotta say, I do, I did like the, um, the character of her, her boss, the the rich lady. Oh, Gail. Love her. Yeah. Big fan. She was funny. It took me forever to realize where she was from. I was like, I know her. What is she from? She's from Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. In case anyone else is watching and wondering where she's from, she's from Dodgeball. <laughs> well, it's a good uh, a good segue we were talking about. Now we can get into emotional appeal. Um, as we said, noth- it was hard to be invested because we weren't attached to the characters. Yeah, I will say the only time I started to feel something was we had, uh, well, I was a little angry at Dory when she slept with Keith. And then we had that moment of, who's Keith? What are you talking about? Yeah, I was, I was. Oh, shit. I was on the edge of my seat when she went to visit him in his apartment afterwards by herself. Yes. That's the only time where I was like, oh, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Is he going to kill her? Is he a serial killer? Um, But other than that, not too much emotion. I'd agree with that originality uh this i think it is an original concept like we said it's a different type of sitcom having that mystery aspect in it Mm -hmm. so i i i was gonna say i haven't seen anything like it but like i have in the sense of i've seen like the mystery side of things but to have it be in a you know a situational comedy (laughs) something different right for sure. Yeah, that's, I mean, I agree 100%. It's kind of original in its own way, but not 100%. So. Yeah, I think, and we, we said that it was something different when we picked it, and that's why we picked it. And I think they didn't use that originality to its full potential. I do agree with that. Um, Overall, I mean, it's kind of hard to, to say overall without giving a hint at your score, but what did you think overall? Well, one word, overall. That's what we did last time. All right. Hmm. Are you going first or am I going first? I'm trying to think of a word. (laughs) I'm trying to think of a word too. (laughs) We'll we'll just go with whoever thinks of a word first. All right. Insert the Jeopardy music here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, I can't think of a single word in the dictionary. <laughs> I can, uh, I don't know. I've got like, what about like a short sentence? That's fine. A very short sentence. Three words. Okay. Three words lack, or less. There we go. We'll do that. I've got lack of umph. Mm. You know, when I was trying to think of a word, my my first thought was lacking. Yeah. So. Like it's it's missing the meat. It needs the meat. I got it. I got it. Kind of what I just said. Unused potential. Unused potential. Nice. She's got her word of the day toilet paper again. <laughs> yeah, I used a good one last time, didn't I? I forget what it was. You did. You did. So, yeah, that's all we're giving you for now with uh, Search Party. We won't be revealing our final scores until our grand finale episode, which is in a few weeks. Yeah, I think uh, last week we did mention the finale would be May 18th, but we did uh, take an unexpected week off, so that will be pushed. I'm not going to say a new date just in case other things happen. But uh, yeah. Sorry, y'all. I had, I had the COVID, so... Yeah. We had to push things back a little bit. All good. I had uh, some work stuff, so we both needed a, a week off. Um, next week, we'll be diving into our third Binger Game show, one I know most of you will be excited about, but Courtney will not be. Mm. We have The Office. Yay. Yay. Insert clap track here because <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, I know. Most of you know The Office is about a business in Scranton, Pennsylvania. It just follows the life of an office. That's all I got to say. Sounds so exciting. Thrilling, really. I know. It's, it's a very popular sitcom that, believe it or not, Courtney and I have never watched. So so we're catching up to the rest of the world. I think it's it's time. So, so when people ask, we can at least say we... We did watch some of it instead of saying no and then getting yelled at. I know. I always did enjoy people's reaction, though. Mm-hmm. When people are like, oh, have you seen The Office? I'm like, no. What do you mean you haven't seen The Office? I'm, I'm going to miss that. Yeah. Well, you get it from Game of Thrones. But now I'll be able to watch their... F- now I'll be... <laughs> yeah, it's true. I still have Game of Thrones. But I'll be able to watch their face. And I'll be like, yeah, I gave it a whole season and it still sucked. Yeah. We'll see. I have to watch it, though. I'm going in with an open mind. Yep. I'm going in with an open mind, I promise. We'll see. I'm just trying to be funny. <laughs> but um, keep an eye out on social media because the audience bonus is still in effect this season. Uh, be ready to vote the week leading up to our grand finale. We'll give you a heads up as that gets closer. Yeah, so if you haven't already, uh, be sure to watch season one of The Office. Maybe you just need a refresher, so go ahead and rewatch it this week so that you can play along. Yep, we have our... Uh, a link to our Binger Games bracket on all of our socials, so give us a follow and you can get a, a scorecard to print out and follow along. We're on Facebook, Instagram, t- TikTok, and Twitter at Pod. That's right. Thank you all for listening, as always, and keep on binging. <laughs>